Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Welcome, fight fans, to the big fight preview it's a double header this week as katie taylor and amanda serrano go at it in a female fight for the ages probably the most historic female fight of all time i'm pretty sure it will be no matter what happens in it the fact that it's happening is definitely history in the making and then we've got the other fight over in the MGM Grand in Las Vegas as Oscar Valdez and Shakur Stevenson go at it. Two undefeated fighters in the super featherweight division. One holds the WBC in Valdez, one holds the WBO in Stevenson. What a hell of a fight we've got on our hands. Both fights are absolutely brilliant fights this weekend. And they've got some nice little fights going on on the undercard. Uh, there's a nice little fight I want to speak about at the end of the show that's happening on Friday night. You US fans will probably know exactly what I'm referring to. A battle of the old timers, or should I say the new era. Johnston, we've got some great fights to cover. We've got some really great fights to cover this weekend. And the first one for us is Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. This has been bigged up as the, the history-making, the greatest female fight made of all time. What are your initial thoughts on it? Happy it's been made. We we had a wish list and we had both these fights, Taylor Serrano and we had Stevenson and uh, Valdez all on that list. And it's two fights that we felt were going to happen and they are. It's fantastic. And uh, look, Katie Taylor Serrano is is a massive fight for, the, for female boxing. Two very big names. I mean, Amanda Serrano, what is she, seven-weight champion, nine belts, um a legend really katie taylor fantastic big name for the for female boxing huge probably the biggest name of female boxing so many people have these two one and two for your power for pound list yeah you can sneak in clarissa if you want in there but let's be honest um this is huge female boxing and, and the one good thing about this fight is not only is it a big fight 
I feel like we are almost guaranteed that it's going to be a good one to watch at all. Yeah, I think so. I think both of them have got the style to make it a really entertaining fight. I think they're both at the point of their careers now where I don't really see Katie Taylor going much longer. I think, to be totally honest with you, off the bat, before we go into any sort of a breakdown on it, Katie Taylor's 35 now. Katie Taylor's probably done all there is to do in the female side of the sport, and she's brought all the attention she's need to bring to, to this to this sport for the females in the sport. If she goes out on a high against Serrano... I think she retires, personally. Yeah. I don't see why she would stay in the ring after after the Serrano fight if she beats Serrano. Whereas I feel Serrano, you know, she's only a couple of years younger at 33, but I feel Serrano might stick around just a little bit longer. I think Serrano might want to potentially try and move up to the, the, the super lightweight division, maybe, if she does become undisputed champion against Katie Taylor. I think maybe she's got a little bit longer left. But if, if, if Katie Taylor wins, for me, this fight... It's going to be the end of an era, and I think she retires. And I personally, if she retired after this fight, she's got the legacy. The legacy is there. She's done so much for the sport in, in, in this generation. So I, I wouldn't see any reason for her to carry on after this, if I'm being honest. But hey ho, we know what boxing's like. We know how things can change. We know how big fights can be presented. We'll get to see that. But let's talk about the fight itself. And. It's been an anticipated fight for a while. We spoke about it on the wish list, as you mentioned a little bit earlier there. It was the fight of the year, really. It's like, if you're looking at female fights, this is the one that has to happen this year. Between this and Shields versus Marshall, they were the two must-see fights for female boxing this year. We've now got one. The second one is pretty much signed, sealed. We've just got to get it delivered. So, going into this undisputed lightweight contest then, Katie Taylor, 20-0, never tasted defeat. Looked like she has struggled on a couple of occasions in, in recent fights, but looked like it looks like to me now in the last 12 months she's gone past that stage of of struggling, so to speak. I think Delphine Pursuna was the fight that was maybe her bogey woman because she was the one that really gave her all the problems and she managed to get through that rematch and continue on in her in her journey then she had the jonas fight then she had the jennifer hand fight and then she had the sharipova fight all victories all over 10 rounds continuing on that that trend of of where she's been over the past few fights but she's going in against amanda serrano who is for me the strongest fighter that she's ever faced the the most talented fighter with no disrespect to any of the other fighters but she is the most talented out of the bunch, in my opinion. You know, she has moved up through the weights. She's become a multiple weight world champion. And now she's at the point now where she is looking to create history even more by becoming a, a, a champion again at another weight. But not only a champion, but an undisputed champion. And she's fought some absolutely fantastic fighters throughout the course of her career in the lower weights. But she hasn't fought anybody like Katie Taylor. So this is what makes it such an intriguing and 50-50 fight. Is because both of these fighters have never faced a fighter of the same calibre. And again, no disrespect to like people like Jonas, Natasha Jonas, who is now a world champion at a higher weight. No disrespect to people like her. I don't think Natasha Jonas is, is in the same league as Serrano. That's just me being, being totally honest. I've got no disrespect to Jonas. I think she's done great in what she's achieved. Serrano, she's just a different animal in the ring. She is, and, and you're for both. Uh, Katie Serrano and Serrano hasn't fought anyone like Katie Taylor. 
So it, it's, it's a very fascinating fight. You know, they're talking about the two best in the division. Great. I think the Katie Taylor fight against Jonas, I think Jonas caused her problems. And with Jonas being a southpaw, I think that maybe that was a fight she looked at with Serrano down the line where, you know, fighting a southpaw and, and, and she come out, you know, she, she can't do a lot of pressure. A lot of people felt that Jonas even won that fight. So Serrano's better than Jonas. So the argument there is that if she's better than Jonas, then she may get the number on Katie. I think with Katie, I think could age be a factor? 35 now, as maybe though the Pearson Wars and the Jonas fight, I, I do have, I, I can't help but look at her couple of fights before that and I think there is a decline in Katie compared to sort of two or three years ago whereas Serrano seems to be not she seems to be at her peak I mean they're both at their peak as such but I do think Katie is dipping slightly and I do that is my one concern with with Katie she she will she will throw punches coming forward Serrano will be in the pocket she ain't going to run but she's clever she, her timing's brilliant and you know, one thing I noticed with Serrano is, is she's got great timing and she can she's got better defense than Katie as well so in those two minute rounds you do wonder whether Katie can sustain the pressure if she could sustain a bit of pressure on, on Amanda Serrano and, and and nick a couple of early rounds and make Serrano come forward, which Serrano will as well. She's great coming forward. I mean, this is it, it's very intriguing because they're both, for me, the best fighters bar Clarissa, really. And, and you know, I suppose if you're looking at pan for pan, that's what I'm saying at the minute. Um, but for me, yeah, it, there's, there's, there's so many. You think of one advantage for one and then there's, there's a slight advantage for the other. With it being in New York, uh, you've got the Latin Americans that will... They will happily go to New York and you've also got the Irish there as well. So it's, it's, it's almost like a bit of a neutral grand for the pair of them. So it, it, it is literally in the balance. You could literally, you could throw a blanket over it. You could just, one day I'll be picking a Katie, the other day I'll be picking Amanda. I mean, it, it was a possibility it could even end as a draw. Um, I'm not going to sit on the fence though. I, I honestly think that it all depends on how Katie approaches the fight in terms of Someone, I found a quote that someone saying how the mosquito could kill a fly with ease. And, and it's sort of like that. Katie's like the fly and Serrano's like the mosquito. Just sort of timing is going to be everything. I sort of am leaning to Serrano for this. I am because Katie is on a slight decline. But Katie's more than capable of getting herself up for this and producing a fine performance. But I do think Amanda, I edge to her. And I think she might just nick it by a split decision. Well, there you go. Predictions. Amanda Serrano for Johnston. How do I think this is going to go down? I think it really does depend upon how the fight plays out in the sense that what tactics are going to be employed from Katie Taylor's side because the one concern that you have about this decline is I think she gets hit a little bit too easily and too too often as well. And I think Serrano will be looking at that and looking at the timing aspect. And I think it's going to be a fight where Taylor's going to possibly look the busier at times but Serrano's going to be the one that picks the more eye-catching shots. And I honestly think it'll come down to what the judges like on the night. I do think it is going to be a decision, and I do think it is probably going to end up being a split decision. I'm just a little bit unsure as to which way it will go. Based on what I've seen of both fighters over the past five years, and how I've seen the way they've came up or slightly declined in some senses... I honestly think that Serrano might just edge this fight. I think that the timing of the shots, 
the 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 accuracy of the shots, the more eye catching shots. If she lands them, if she does that and lands them, I think the judges are going to favour her over Katie Taylor's pace and her busyness and her ability to look busy inside in the pocket. Even if she's throwing punches to to gloves and arms and elbows. Will the judges like that? It really is going to be a, a great fight. It's, it's going to be like the Pursuit fights because they're not going to take a backward step. They're going to fight inside. But I think Serrano, I think, is going to probably do the, 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 the much cleverer work, if I'm being honest. I think she's going to be the one that's going to take the initiative when it comes down to putting the eye-catching shots in. And do you know what? I, you know, The first comparison I think about with this fight is how I potentially see it going i think it could end up being like a Hagler versus leonard fight i think it could be something of, of a similar nature where you've got like the, the 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 bigger puncher who i'd probably say is katie taylor in this instance who, who can be quite rugged and aggressive and then you've got like the the sugar ray leonard in, in the serrano where she'll she'll come in she'll pick a few of these shots off and then she'll step out and she'll look busier and because it is only two minute rounds you've only got two minutes you can't you can't really feel your way into the fight so to speak because if you start to try to feel your way into this fight and be too tentative then i think your opponent who whomever that may be on on in this instance will take the advantage very early on and that's what you were saying about katie taylor trying to nick them first few rounds in because i think as the fight goes on i think serrano will become a stronger fighter even though she's the one that's essentially moved up in weight she seems to have done it quite successfully so i think for me it's it's gonna be a very interesting fight, a very entertaining fight, and I think it will actually live up to the hype. And I think Serrano wins. I think it's a split decision. I don't want to go against Katie because she's obviously Irish, so she's from these isles where we live, and I always tend to want to favour the, the fighter that comes from our shows. But I think in this instance, I can't. I, I just feel like Serrano has got the ability to to make them eye-catching shots count in the fight, and I think that's why she'll take it. I'm not saying Katie will be outclassed, because she won't at all. She will have her moments in this fight, but I think Serrano gets a split decision in this fight for me, and we'll see history being created, and maybe win, lose, or draw. Maybe Katie Taylor still retires anyway, depending on how the fight goes down, or maybe there's a rematch clause, which there probably will be in place, and maybe we'd get to see this one again. All in all, though, this, for me, is is one of the best fights of the weekend, Johnston, but it's not the only one. So let's talk about the other big fight this weekend. Oscar Valdez, Shakur Stevenson. How excited are you for this one? Oh, mate, I'm I'm really excited for this one. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm a fan of both fighters. I, I From the off, I'm going to just... I, I do favour Stevenson, um, but um, it is, it's, it's another fight where you've got two of the best in the division up against each other, which is great to see. Uh, titles on the line and I think whoever wins the fight will be the number one man um, it is it's, it's, a, it's not quite as 50-50 for me I, I do edge towards Stevenson but I mean we'll go into the ins- reasons why behind that but in a minute but look, it's, it's a great fight in it Sean it is a great fight it's a really good fight for boxing this weekend it's just a shame that we're going to have to stay up till all hours of the morning to watch it or in some cases if you want to be like me uh, as we're getting older we decide to actually get up in the morning and and stay off our phones or any form of social media and actually watch the fights in peace before seeing all the bullshit that comes in the aftermath of it but it's another great fight for boxing you know it's wbc wbo super featherweight titles on the line oscar valdez got that big victory over miguel bachelt 
only a few fights ago, and now Shakur Stevenson at 17-0 is looking to take another huge step up. And his fight against Jamal Herring, to me, proved that, you know, he can mix it at the very top level. When he beat Jamal Herring, the way he, he broke him down systematically and then stopped him within 10 rounds just proved to me that he's ready. Even at the ripe age of 24, he was ready for the big time. But Oscar Valdez is... I've always sort of seen him as the naturally bigger guy, to be honest. So I think he's probably going to come in... I don't know if you agree with this, but I think he's going to come in maybe physically a little bit bigger, a bit bulkier than, than Shakur. Maybe he'll be opting to try and go with power over pace. And I think that's kind of... I think I know where you're kind of edging there. I kind of think... My my theory is that you're thinking Shakur's going to go in for that speed and he's going to be in and out and, and Valdez is going to maybe stand too much in front of him for this fight. Is that is that what you're thinking yep. here? Yep, exactly. So Shakur then, you know, looking at his his record, obviously you got his victories over Miguel Bachel. Um, not Miguel Bachel. I'm looking at Oscar Valdez's record as I'm as I'm talking <laughs> to you. So you've got hit Shakur Stevenson's victories on his record against Jamel Herring. That's the biggest one for me. That that was the one that really proved that he was ready for it. You looked at his previous victories and you thought, mm, you know, he's fought a few good names here, a few great names on his record, but he hasn't fought anybody at this world level yet. And as soon as he got the opportunity. Uh, he fought Jamel Herring. He just proved that he was totally ready for it. And I think he can prove it again against Oscar Valdez. But you've got to remember Oscar Valdez has been around for quite a while now. You know, he's he's had the experience. He's had 30 fights throughout his... Again, he's had some pretty decent names throughout the course of his career as well. The biggest one being the victory, of course, over Miguel Bachel in 2021 in February, stopping him within... 10 rounds and it was a dominant performance he had him down in rounds 4, 9 and 10 it was it was dominating you know Bachel we felt was at that time the best super featherweight around and then Oscar Valdez comes along and, and does that to him and just kind of blows everything out of the water and then he gets his his last victory against an undefeated fighter in Robson Conceição he was 16-0 and, and he gets that unanimous decision now he puts himself in prime position to fight for the WBO title to add that to his WBC. But I don't think he's going to win. <laughs> I honestly think Shakur <laughs> Stevenson has got all the tools in his arsenal to make this fight uh, relatively straightforward. Or he'll either, he'll either make it straightforward for himself or he'll either try and prove that he's got this sort of heart and determination that we haven't actually seen yet. I think he'd be foolish. I think him and his team would be foolish to, to stand and try and trade with Valdez. I think if they was picking him off and, and systematically breaking him down the same way they did against Jamel Herring, I think they'll get a lot more success. In terms of predictions, and this is my prediction, Johnson, before I let you talk about the fight and your prediction, I think my prediction for this fight is Shakur Stevenson beats Valdez on points. I'm not so sure he'll systematically break him down to the point of stopping him, but I do think he beats him on points. I think he'll 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 have really good success through the mid to late rounds. I think Valdez will come on strong earlier, but I think once Shakur starts to bamboozle him a little bit, I think that's where you'll start to see the enthusiasm wane a little bit from, from Oscar Valdez. But having said that, Oscar Valdez has never tasted defeat either, so... We just don't know whether Oscar Valdez could land a big punch on him. Them 23 KOs out of his 30 wins. He could land one big shot and change the whole complex of this fight. 
but I am sticking with my prediction. Shakur Stevenson on points. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too dis- dissimilar to what you've just said there, Sean. Um, I, I think uh, when you look at Shakur Stevenson, yes, um, the, the Herring fight was his real sort of coming out party, if you like. It was the fight that really showcased that he's a real name. Um, and then Oscar Valdez, obviously, he did that when he beat Burchell um, with that stunning knockout. And it was a terrific performance. He obviously had the, the drug problem as well, where he failed a drugs test and was still able to fight in his next fight, which I wasn't too best pleased about. But that's for another day. Um, look, Shakur Stevenson, for me, his timing is brilliant. His footwork is brilliant. His distances, which I think is going to be key. He don't want to get too close to Valdez. And, and Valdez also, I just don't think he's got the boxing ability to really call Stevenson major problems. And, and it's crazy because we're sort of saying how much of a great fight this is because this is a great fight. You're talking about Oscar Valdez is, for me, it, it's, it's the fight to say who's the best in the division. If Valdez could land, has he got the power to knock Stevenson out? I think he probably has, but will he catch him clean? Uh, look, it, it's, not a, it's not beyond all impossible. That could quite easily happen. But I just feel that Stevenson... A fantastic amateur background, learnt so much from from his amateur days. Almost, I'm, I'm not saying he's anything like this, but almost like a Sugar Ray Leonard, where it, in terms of the way Sugar Ray was able to mould himself in the pro game from all the experiences he got from the amateurs, and I think Shakur has that, and I think he he will he's got that ability. Uh, I'm I'm not not I am not saying he is the next Sugar Ray Leonard or anything, but I am saying that. He's a young lad. He's southpaw as well. I don't think Valdez has fought a southpaw for quite a while, and I think that's going to trouble him. He's just not going to be able to get the right hand over and, and, and really connect. And even if he does connect, I think Stevenson's cute enough to, to to not take him full on. So I just think that Stevenson's footwork and his timing and, and the space that between that he, he can... Uh, he can deploy I think it just causes Valdez a lot of problems and I can see Valdez like you say really trying to go for it and he's going to become a bit frustrated and I think that's where Stevenson really does take over and really does showcase himself as one of the best fighters in the world today and 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 this will be a fight that people will really recognize that Stevenson is potentially gonna be one of the pound for pound best in the next four years. I mean, he's got all the attributes for it to happen. And I just think this is a stepping stone to prove that he could potentially do it. And, and the fact that he's working with Terence Crawford is one of my favourite fighters. For me, probably the pound for pound number one. I mean, that's only going to help both southpaws. Learning from the likes of Terence Crawford, that Olympic background. I just think Valdez is just up against it. And I think that Stevenson will have the ability and he will showcase it in the early hours in the morning. Well, we'll get we to see. Points. Yeah, get to see. There you go. Points victory for you, Johnson, for Shakur Stevenson. Uh, but there are other fights on as well. We're not just highlighting these two major fights this weekend. On the DAZN card with Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano headlining, we've got Jesse Vargas and Liam Smith's rescheduled bout happening in the super welterweight division. Liam Smith, from our perspective, is looking to try and have one more world title tilt in the super welterweight division. He's taking on 29-3-2 Jesse Vargas, whose last bout was a loss to Mikey Gann here in 2020 whereas obviously we've got Liam Smith who had that victory over Anthony Fowler and he's looking to continue on throughout his career I think this is a good crossroads fight for the pair of them if I'm being honest Garcia uh, defeat for 
Um, Jesse Vargas, and then you've got the Anthony Fowler win, which is not a massive, massive win in terms of the the, the world level domestically. It was a, it was a great victory for him. It just proved that he was uh, a level above Fowler and where Fowler was at. But it's a crossroads fight for world level, I think, for me, where. A loss for either of these two guys, I honestly think, spells the end of any world title ambitions. Uh, a win for Smith will take him one step closer to maybe getting another title shot. But a loss here for either man, I think, is, is the end of the world title ambition. So there's another fight on there that's showing his chief support. Uh, Austin Amo Williams, 10-0. He's fighting this weekend against Chordale Booker, 17-0. Big step up for him, this. We've talked about Amo Williams, and he needs these step-ups in opposition. Well, this is another one. This is another huge step-up for him in this division. And he's taking on a fellow undefeated. Fighter uh, Galal Yafai in the flyweight division's got his second pro outing, and what a place and what a card to be doing it on for him. Then you've got the super lightweight 11 and 0 Reshat Mati fighting Joel Eli Hernandez this weekend as well. And then you go to the Valdez and Stevenson undercard, and there wasn't really a lot published about it. So I managed to do a little bit of digging just before we came on this episode and found out that Nico Ali Walsh, the grandson of Muhammad Ali, is on this particular card. And then you've also got the recent US Olympian, Troy Isley, 4-0. He's fighting in a six-rounder. Again, to be confirmed in terms of the opponent. And then you've also got... Kayshawn Davis, another great prospect who is also fighting on this particular card. What do you think about some of them fights that are happening over the weekend? Probably more so the Smith-Fargas fight. I'm looking for comments on Johnston because I know there's obviously a little bit more significance for both of these fighters in that one. Absolutely, and I, you're right. Uh, what you said there it is a, a, a big fight for the pair of them because the loser... You know, unless you're dropping back down to domestic level, it's it's either that or it's sort of end game, isn't it? So it's, it's it makes it a very intriguing fight, and and it's a fight that I think Liam Smith can win absolutely. He's uh, it's not going to be, um, a, I don't think it's going to be easy uh, by any means. I think look, end of the day, they they're both very similar, not similar styles, but they're very in in terms of their record, they're very similar. They've both sort of come up short against the top level opponents um, or with Smith going out to Russia was always going to be difficult for him, but he showed guts there. And I just think with it, with, with Smith, I just think he, he really believes this is his last opportunity. And I think he might just get the nod over Vargas, but look, it could, it could, he could quite easily lose his fight. It is, it's a, it's a good close fight. Again, I mean, we, we were talking about the undercard last weekend with White and Fury and there weren't any close fights. You know, you took, the main headline is Taylor Serrano and you've got Vargas and Smith in there and Williams and Booker. It, it's just, it's a better card already. You fire going another 10 round and only your second pro fight. You know, this is, this is what you want to see really. You don't want to see the trash we, they stuck out last weekend. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think Var, Vargas Smith is, is a very much a crossroad fight. And it's also good to see, uh, Kishon, um, Davis has also been training with Stevenson and Crawford. Uh, and he's fighting, and obviously Nico Ali Walsh, uh, Ali Walsh, I should say, he's, he's the absolute ringer, isn't he? Absolute ringer for for um, his granddad, Marin Ali. Um, so, yeah, look, um, keep an eye out, I suppose. It's, it's almost like, it's weird. I mean, he's not going to have the same ability. I mean, even never they might do. I doubt it very much, but just looking at him, is it's is really strange to see uh, how you can look so much like your granddad. Uh, just shows you. But yeah, I think, I think the Smith-Vargas fight is the next one for me to really look out for. It's going to be a close competitive fight. And when two guys have got literally everything on the line, it tends to 
produce some fireworks. Certainly does. Well, just before we end the show, I mentioned uh, at the start of it that you know there were some fights that I wanted to mention that were happening uh, on the Friday night, and this is again in America, and and obviously we don't have the time to follow all of the the US prospects and US boxing but there's a couple of fighters that I have been keeping an eye on mainly because of their fathers before them and they're actually going at it in the heavyweight division so we've got James McKenzie Morrison otherwise known as Kenzie Morrison the son of Tommy Morrison going in a 10 rounder against fellow undefeated fighter Hasim Rachman Jr for the vacant WBC United States heavyweight title it's you know what when I when I seen this fight was scheduled in I was thinking this is just like a really old school fight. Like it's a fight, obviously, we never got to see. Of course, you know the the Morrison and Rackman fight because of you know different periods of time that they were in when they were fighting in the heavyweight division. But it just sounds madness, doesn't it? You know, to see these two sons of well known heavyweight boxers, as we know from 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 yesteryear, going in the ring together. And what even surprised me more so was. There's another fighter on this card, someone who we've covered as part of a, or someone whose father we've covered as part of a legendary night, and he's currently 1-0, and he's in the light heavyweight division looking to make it 2-0, is Gerald McClellan Jr. Gerald McClellan Jr., also on this particular card. I'm pretty sure people like Lukey, who, who comes on the show quite often, will be very much aware of, of, of all these fighters and will have been following their careers. But for us, you know, when we see these names, it's like, wow, you know, these two guys are... Uh, are going at it and they're both undefeated heavyweights and you know it might not be long before we start hearing more about them you know if if, if they get big victories if they move forward they might start looking at some of the UK opposition as a potential opponents in the future and that is pretty much all the action from this coming weekend I'm really excited looking forward to these these two big fights over the weekend I'm gonna have to probably tune into them the the Sunday morning because I'm not going to be able to watch them you know, simultaneously, it's not going to happen. So I'm going to probably tune in on a Sunday morning, stay away from social media, stay away from any unbiased opinions and watch the fights. And obviously we'll be back with you next Tuesday for a, a big fight reaction show to see how these fights actually play out. But I'm really excited for it, Johnson. It's another great weekend of action, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. And, and I'm really pleased. I mean, those two fights in particular have uh, definitely uh, got me excited. And I, I just feel that... One of them are going to, if not both of them, will produce a fantastic night for the weekend. And 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 you just mentioned the Morrison Rapman Junior. I mean, it's for the heavyweight US Championship as well. It's brilliant. I mean, it's almost like you know, two of the old old legend sons fighting for a British title. It's, it's movie like, isn't it? When you think about it, Morrison Rapman Junior. Uh, so yeah, like it, it does get you intrigued to see how they get on. It just shows you that. Just seeing those names, you automatically wouldn't mind watching the fight. But I'm with you, though. I will be um, recapping on these fights in the morning. There's no way I will be staying up to the early hours to watch it because I'll just be a nightmare to live with on the Sunday. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I will literally uh, stick it on in the morning and uh, quite happily sit back and watch them. Um, so, yeah, that will be definitely. But I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to actually getting up and 
at seeing some boxing. Uh, but yeah, I won't be definitely won't be watching it in the evening, early hours in the morning. But looking forward to it. Great weekend. I think we're going to see better fights than what we did last week. Absolutely. I totally 100% agree with that. And guys, if you've got any comments on this big fight preview, you want to give your predictions, you want to post them on social media to us, you can at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Also on the YouTube channel, you can leave a comment on the preview video for it as well. And you can let us know what you're thinking about these fights. Have you got any comments or thoughts about what we're saying about how these fights are going to go down or what you see in the future for certain fighters we've mentioned here any thoughts on any of the other fights going on around over the next few weeks please feel free to drop us a message drop us a tweet drop us a facebook whatever you want to do just drop us a message and we'll happily have a chat about these upcoming fights for us, that is the end of the Big Fight Preview episode. We hope you enjoy this episode, and we'll see you next week for a Big Fight Reaction Show. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Podcast Network.